What's up, hikers and mountaineers? Welcome back to another episode of the Badia Summit podcast. I'm your host, Kiprono Letting. And today, our guest <laughs> is Maji Gadumbu. Hey. It's Maji, not Maggie. Yeah, Maji. Maji. <laughs> Maji is a hiker, mountaineer, rock Cross climber, yeah. crossfitter. Yes. <laughs> and someone said, like, to me on Instagram, <laughs> You've recently become an apporter. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> the economy is hard. Eh? You need to diversify your resources. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because you do a self-supported hike Mount Kenya. Yes. Uh, okay, yeah. nice. Mm. So, Karibu to the podcast. Thank you. So, I just want to check out like your Instagram bio. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> mm, mountaineer or climber, Nimesama, crossfitter. Yes. So, you like crossfit? Yes, I love crossfit. Okay. Yeah. Hiking trendsetter, COVID days. <laughs> Do you have to say it? <laughs> you're Mandika. And now you're semi-retired. Yeah. Okay. Mm. African trotter, 14 out of 54 countries. Mm. Globe trotter, 17 out of 193. So I guess you want to go to all 193. Mostly African. I'll focus more on Africa than I would mm. the world. Yeah. Ah, okay. Mm. Adrenaline junkie and author. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me what I've, I've written yet, yeah. but I'm writing a book. Uh-huh. What's, yeah. What's it about? Mountains in Africa. Oh, really? Yes. That's that's the title? No, no, no. The uh-huh. title is... Am I meant to say the title? I mean, you can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I can say the theme. I do have the title. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, but the theme is really about hiking in Africa because mm-hmm. I felt from the word go, I think I've always, before hiking, before everything, I used to travel a lot and my focus was in Africa. Like I really wanted to travel to all African countries. Uh, now I know I won't be able to do all of them. Uh, some countries have security issues. Uh, it's also very costly. Yeah, you can only do so much. Mm-hmm. But then uh, there's these mountains that have been climbing in Africa. Mm-hmm. And um, the more you move away from the traditional Mount Kilimanjaro, try get to look at any other material that I've had to research for like maybe climbing Karisimbi or climbing Tukbal. Most of the people even who live and say, oh, I've been there, are mostly not Africans. They'll be my mm-hmm. white friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is our continent. This is where we live. So we really need to tell our stories about these mountains as Africans and put more of ourselves oh, <laughs> on nice. our own peaks. <laughs> so it's really just going to be a journey mm-hmm. about my African mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, I narrowed it down to 12. Mm-hmm. 12 of the highest mountain and mountain ranges in Africa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I still have to climb How many four have more ranges. So? <laughs> I have four more ranges to go, uh-huh. but eight are done. Uh-huh. So once I climb those other four, I will have a complete book, but I'm writing. I've already okay. started writing. Oh, nice. Yeah. So there are 12, you've done eight. So yes. let me try guess the eight. Mm-hmm. Kilimanjaro, mm-hmm. Kenya. Yes. Renzori. Mm-hmm. Um... Tubkal. Yeah, so that will be the Atlas, Atlas range. range. Yeah. Um, okay, those are four. What else? Uh, Virunga. Virunga. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the highest. I was trying to go for the highest peak mm-hmm. in each of the ranges because mm-hmm. now 
uh, there are so many peaks. Like Mount Kenya has three. Yeah. But you cannot say if you've gone to Lenana, you cannot say you've not gone to Mount Kenya just because you have not gone to Batian, right? Yeah, the like, highest point. Is it does <laughs> it does not mean the same, but yeah. at least you've set foot in a range. Yeah. So so for Virunga, I've done Karisimbi and uh, Bisoke. Mm-hmm. There are two of them. They're in Rwanda. Then uh, Simen, I did Boahit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we couldn't go to the highest peak, Rastashen, because of security issues. Mm-hmm. So that was just out of the picture. It's not safe. For now. It's not safe for now. Mm-hmm. You can't go. Nothing much you could do about it. Um, Elgon. Oh, Elgon. Yeah, Elgon mm-hmm. in Kenya and Uganda. Uh, Meru mm-hmm. in TZ. In TZ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that should be it. And SA? Drakensberg? SA, no, I've not done the Drakensberg, but they're not as high. They wouldn't form oh. part of the 12. Luckily for me, mm-hmm. most of the 12 are in East Africa, other than the Atlas, which North is in Africa. the north. Yeah, but the rest are Tanzania, Kenya. Rwanda, Uganda, and Ethiopia, which are just here. It pays to be a Kenyan, just here. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Can't wait to read that book. Yeah. So, like, how did you get into hiking? Oh, like gosh. Like, your first hike? <laughs> My first hike was really a silly argument. Mm-hmm. That's why I say I'm an accidental hiker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a friend uh, who was part of the KRA management trainee, where they do hiking as part of the course. Mm-hmm. So they go to Mount Kenya, self-supported, if I'm not wrong. So just idle chatter, and he was like, Mount Kenya is harder than Mount Kilimanjaro mm-hmm. in terms of climbing. And I looked, I looked at it in a textbook point. Mount Kilimanjaro is higher. It has to be harder. Yeah. It's higher. It's harder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so it was like, the only way we can prove is then if we go to Mount Kilimanjaro. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, we go to Mount Kilimanjaro. Just like that. Just like that. So uh-huh. I didn't know anything about hiking, mm-hmm. but I used to run a lot. Okay. That was my fitness regime. What year was this? 2014. Yeah, that was actually early, like maybe around March. That's when we decided. Mm-hmm. Then we decided December. We didn't even check dates. Like, you know, people who just set a date. Yeah randomly like we didn't look seasons is uh, it a good time now as we're like ah, december it's a good time to take leave <laughs> so uh-huh. we go to mount kilimanjaro we come for christmas good times uh-huh. so <clears throat> yeah we talked and then uh unfortunately uh with a friend it was a guy we didn't make it to december uh-huh. so we broke up but then i was like me i'm still going to mount kilimanjaro so I went on Facebook. I think I remember I put a post. Um, does anyone know a guide in Kenya who can take me to Mount Kilimanjaro? Mm-hmm. And then someone recommended, recommended Chris Tembo of yeah. Outdoor Circuits. Yeah. So I told him, yeah, I want to go to Mount Kilimanjaro. And he was like, I have a group that's going in December. If you don't mind, you can join in. And yeah, I was like, that's fine. So I don't know whether he was preoccupied because the group here, the group was... Uh, Huge team from Scotland. Mm-hmm. I think he was very preoccupied with making sure they had a good stay because mm-hmm. uh, they're also doing other things in TZ. Um, he never really bothered much with About my preparation. You. So he didn't ask uh, no. experience? <laughs> yeah, Nini. so the most he did was go to Aldonio Rock. Okay. Which I don't think you can call as a pre-hike. Not really. Yes. <laughs> we went to Aldonio Rock. It was a good day. Uh-huh. We came back and... We went to Mount Kilimanjaro. Wow. So I packed 
wrongly. Uh, I knew nothing. I had sweaters. Uh-huh. Sweaters. Sweater. Yes. Yeah, sweaters. <laughs> I was like, it's cold. Eh? Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm not going to submit because of cold and I have a suitcase full of sweaters. Mm-hmm. So I carried sweaters. But I had a poncho. Okay. I had a poncho mm-hmm. and I had hiking boots. I had mittens. Uh, it's just the efficiency in hiking that I didn't have. So I didn't have thermals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such kind of things. Yeah, I didn't that have. You know now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I had a polyester t-shirt mm-hmm. that could absorb sweat, but it was not a thermal. Mm-hmm. And I had all my socks. Mm-hmm. So I was very inefficient in terms of my luggage and everything. But yes, that's how I went for you my still first managed day. to serve it. With your sweaters. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. So I know at some point Chris gave me some of his things. <laughs> okay. Like um I think his jacket, uh-huh. his hat shell jacket he gave me. And I don't even think up to today I have a good hat shell jacket, mm. to be honest. I I will not be hundred percent confident <laughs> about my jackets. Mm. But yeah, um so he yeah, we had the hike, it was raining from the first day. Mm-hmm. So that kind of helped because I was in a poncho the whole time. You know, the poncho re- retains a lot the of heat. heat. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't feel the cold as much. And then at night, you put on your all your sweaters. Mm-hmm. There are many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think also for comfort, one of the guys, there was also a, another Kenyan who joined who was very, I don't know, very carefree and free spirit. Mm-hmm. He had come with one sweater and just by his bad chance, mm-hmm. his bag got rained on on the first day. Oh, so wet. his porter, <clears throat> they came, they were wet. His sleeping bag was wet. Mm-hmm. His one sweater was wet. Yeah. But, and he was a doctor. So he's like, now I can take care of myself. No, I'm a doctor. So I think I was looking at him and I'm like, that guy is sleeping in a sleeping bag. <laughs> so mine is dry. So I was like, I have comfort. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. But it was not easy. But the good thing is that I was very green. So I listened to instructions. Mm-hmm. So when you are told, pole pole, you know, they, they tell you in yeah. Kilimanjaro, pole pole. And then the people had chosen a very good route, which mm-hmm. I always say was a very big Success factor. Which, which is that? Machame. Okay. Yeah. So you go up, you mm-hmm. sleep low. You go up, you sleep low. Mm-hmm. So your body sort of takes in the shock, mm-hmm. uh, unlike the Marangu route. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, every time will be like at 38 and you're told, ah, don't worry, we are sleeping at 3000. You go to 42, you're told, ah, you're sleeping at 37 today. So that really helped a lot. And um, drinking my water. Mm-hmm. So I really like, they were like, drink your water and walk pole pole. That is what I did. Mm-hmm. Because on day one of the hike, you've done Machame route. Not yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Day one is like a walk in Karura. Mm-hmm. You will not feel like you're in a mountain. It starts at 18 and I think it ends at 24 or 3,000 meters. But it's such a gradual walk. Mm-hmm. And even the terrain is just... Literally, like how you walk in Karura, you will not realize you're gaining altitude. And two guys that we were with in the group, they walked very fast. You know, it, it was easy. Yeah. It was an easy walk. So yeah. it, could, it was easy to pile up the distance yeah. quickly. And they had headaches from day one. So there was that issue. You have two who are sick, one who is wet, then <laughs> me who is green, <laughs> then the Scottish people. Uh-huh. <laughs> um so that sort of when they got sick, I really understood the 
thing of drink your water and, and go, go pole pole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I did that and it wasn't bad until the last night. Mm-hmm. So the last night at Baranko camp. Summit night. Yeah, summit night. Mm-hmm. Barafu, Barafu. Mm-hmm. So we were we arrived and we were like we were doing it the normal way like eight days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You spend good eight days on the mountain. Mm-hmm. So at Barafu, when we arrived, we were told we eat dinner, go change into a summit clothes, then sleep for three hours. Midnight, we are up. We start the journey to mm-hmm. the summit. So we go to the tent. My tent mate, she was fine. Like the whole time, she's been fine. Mm-hmm. No one at this point, other than the two guys who had been sick and some other guy who also got ALS for running stomach, mm-hmm. no one else had issues. Everyone else was tip-top. Then all of a sudden, my tent mate is breathing like a frog. Mm-hmm. I'm like, While sleeping? No, or we just... were just changing. We were actually in that process of changing. You know, now it's a whole process. You All these clothes, yeah. layer one, layer two. Yeah. Like in all that changing, she just, her breathing just moved from normal to like a frog. I'm like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. So I go and tell my guide and he's like, Ha, that's pulmonary edema. Because she was filling with water in her lungs. Like she was drowning in herself. Yeah, yeah. So they came quickly, picked her, and two potters mm. went with her down. Down. Yeah. down. And I was, I was told, pack her things. They will follow later. So she went down immediately. Mm. And then I packed her bags and another potter went with them. So that kind of shook me. So at that time, what are you thinking? No, you're like, okay, so this sickness that we've been talking about is actually real. You know, at first, the ones with the headaches were like, they were just kazanaying, like, yeah, they have the headaches, they are moving slowly, but they're still moving. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. And then the other guy who had running stomach was those alpha type of people. Mm-hmm. So he'll walk very fast to make sure that <laughs> you don't get to witness his, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, him will always get ahead as much as he was very sick, sick, but he had taken their mocks before he left because I think Scotland, they are like at zero. So all of them had come already with medication. So it helped. Mm-hmm. They had already taken medication. So that was the time I was like, this, yeah, Sickness, mountain sickness is actually a big deal and very serious because it was so, it was hard to explain. Mm. Like two seconds, she's fine. fine. The next is like you have a frog in the tent. <laughs> like, you know, I, it was mm-hmm. so shocking. Yeah, so night, uh, midnight, we wake up, we take our tea and biscuits and we are off. And I remember I was so happy, you know. This is it. I'm going to the summit. And then from that route, yeah, I think you, if you've been that night, you can see the lights in Moshi. Yeah. So you're seeing the lights there. You're like, huh, I'm doing this. Yeah? <laughs> no, adrenaline is up there. Mm-hmm. Then fatigue starts checking in. <laughs> you're like, okay, uh, this summit is not that important. <laughs> uh, I am tired. Uh, I want to go back. <laughs> I tell my guide that I want to go back. Then mm-hmm. dude is like, um, he knows I'm not sick. Like, I'm not sick. I'm yeah. just cold. And he's like, I think he lied to me. <laughs> he yeah, told me, you know, he told me, where well, we've reached, you can't go down. The only other route is from the summit down. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to get to the summit so that you go, go down. down. Yeah. 
I was like, no, no way. Mm. At that point, I was very hungry, like, because it was very cold. I think my body just used up all my reserves mm. to keep warm. Mm. And still my fingers were frozen. Mm. I was, my water in my water bottle was ice. Mm. So those ones, if you want it, you crush, crush it first. Mm. Then you just suck on, on the ice. Mm. <sighs> It was just a harsh night. And I remember I had a chocolate inside my jacket, mm. inside pocket of the jacket. And I'm trying to open my zip. It's frozen. I can't move. Oh. Then I remember that guy, he had joked at some point, like, you know, these things, eh? even when you are there walking, we help you go to the toilet. And I was like, it's so true. <laughs> I can't open my own zip. <laughs> so I told him I need, I have a chocolate. So he helped me. And then when he told me there's no other way down, I just bent out and cried. Like I broke down <laughs> and cried. Just like, okay, now I'm stuck. Mm -hmm. I'm here. I don't know these people. I don't know where I am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now I just want to go and he's refused. So I think I just had those moments you cry, like, you know, those tears that come from your stomach, like mm -hmm. everything in me just, I was like so helpless. I don't think I've ever felt more helpless than mm -hmm. I did at that time. And I was like, okay, huh. So we have to go to the summit. So I was like, that's his idea. Mm -hmm. But I was like, the moment the sun comes up and I can see myself, I am not moving. <laughs> No, I oh, am not moving. <laughs> I was like, no, it's just that I cannot go anywhere. So I cannot stop. Yeah. But if I see myself, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. So this one, I can just say it's God's ways because it was so weird. It was dark mm. and sunrise came like instant. Mm. And there was this huge rock on the path, a big boulder. And the moment the sun came out and then we turned that boulder, mm. there was snow. Mm. Huh. So I saw snow, I was like, the That's summit. Mm -hmm. No, this is summit. I mean, where else can you find snow if it's not at the summit? So now you have renewed energy. Remember I was stopping when the sun comes up. Yeah. Ah, but now that I saw snow, I was like, this is not so bad. Yeah. My friend, we have not even reached Stella. We are still so far. Mm. <laughs> so we walk, we walk. Adrenaline goes down again. It's like, eh, the summit is not coming. Mm. <laughs> so eventually we walked and reached Stella. Then I was like, you see there? That's the summit. That's not Uhuru Peak. Mm. And I was like, huh. Like if you see my summit photos, I was annoyed. <laughs> I reached there annoyed. <laughs> I walked. So you walk. You know that can walk, eh? Mm, yeah. But it was it was a nice walk. It's like a zombie walk. Yeah, because <laughs> the season was the right season. So mm. it was all glacier. So we were walking on white. Mm. Everything was just white around us. Mm. Everywhere you look was white. Mm. Mm. So it was beautiful. Mm. But you just walk. You're like, okay, fine, summit. Yeah, summit, yeah. Wow, jeez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, how awesome you say. What a... Yeah, and it was clear. Like, it was mm. such a beautiful morning, to be honest. So we went, got to the summit, took the photos. I think at that point, one of the potters had my bags. Mm. Then we did the long walk to Mueka that just never ends. Yeah. The scree, the scree mm. that, yeah, at that, ah, it was just bad. So I remember when it came down, we came down in two days. Like mm. the first night we slept somewhere. I cannot remember. Millennium. 
maybe mweka mweka mm-hmm. yeah then the next day we went to the gate when you got to the gate mm. i gave out everything everything all your gear yes. you're like every time take this poncho take this walking stick <laughs> like i think shoes someone stopped me because <laughs> someone stopped me from giving out my shoes mm. but i was done mm. i was like i am never doing this again so i stopped Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i was so annoyed like yeah. even two days later i was still annoyed yeah <laughs> i had like the similar experience like yeah. the first time i claimed killy i was yeah. like i'm done yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was like i think that day even my anything I, you wanted mm. i could give you like i didn't want anything mm. to remind me of mm. that mountain yeah <laughs> okay that's yeah. quite a first experience so yeah. now After that so did you when did you like finally go to Mount Kenya now since Kili so was your first That was December 2014 mm-hmm. 2015 did do anything and uh, 2016 I sort of had a near death experience mm. and I thought oh wow I am going to die What happened <laughs> It's a long story okay. but I actually thought I was going to die mm-hmm. like in a very short time So I went all out like to leave I was like I'm going to leave like before I die I'm going to leave so I was like oh yeah there was this mountain that I climbed so I was like huh let's do the next two that make up the East African highest mountains yeah yeah so Renzori that was like that year I did a lot mm. I went skydiving I went bungee jumping <laughs> I went to Renzori mm. I went to Mount Kenya so immediately I threw myself a birthday party like mm. it was I lived yeah <laughs> it's when yeah I lived everything mm. so immediately after my birthday I was on a bus to Uganda alone mm-hmm. <laughs> so at that time 2016 that's 2016 Feb not many people were doing Mount Renzori in Kenya So I remember even when I was talking to Chris he hadn't done it at that time. Chris Tembo. Yeah. Mm. I think the only other person who knew was David Trekking. Mm. I don't know if you've ever met him. Yeah, I've actually never met him, mm. but we've spoken so many times. Mm. Yeah, so I knew of David Trekking, but then when I looked at his pictures, he had a lot of white clients and I was like, I don't think I can meet that cost. <laughs> you know, like when I do that cost analysis, mm. I didn't mm. even ask whether mm. he's possibly not even expensive, mm. but I just assumed he will be expensive. Mm. So, I was like, um, let's just take ourselves to, uh, to Uganda. So, I got to Uganda. Um at that point, I did have a friend in Uganda. Um I had gone for a summer school in TZ where they also had Ugandan so we used to keep in touch so I was like I'm in your city uh, I need to organize myself to go to the mountain so I go to the office <laughs> it was rather funny mm-hmm. um I don't know if you've ever been to Kencom have you been to Kencom inside Kencom, in Tao. yes inside not outside oh. not chilling up for stage no, I don't think so mm. you should go there in the bank no above the bank oh. <laughs> There are these yeah, old really offices, eh? uh-huh. like, you know, that building is very old. I think mm. it must be like one of the pioneer buildings mm. in Nairobi. Mm. Like those offices are old school. Mm. That was the kind of office I found myself in Uganda. Mm. They had no computer. 
they had a map of the Renzori that was faded. Mm. It was very faded. Mm. And there were two of them, I remember very well. And one was reading a paper. Mm. Then the other one was eating peanuts. Mm. Then I'm like, um, so yeah, this is the office. Mm. And I'm like, I look at these people. And I'm like, this is where I'm living a thousand dollars. <laughs> Have you ever like what? Even though I said I'm living, a hundred k is uh, quite a bit of money mm. to just live randomly. So they tell me, ah, yeah. So you'll go bank this money, and then once you bank it, come tomorrow we go. Like just like that. Mm. Okay. So they get tell me the name of the bank. I think it's called. Caribas or something. It's a Catholic bank. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it. I, I didn't know it. So I asked my friend and then he's like, yeah, that's actually a big bank. It's a big bank in, in Uganda. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's hard for a thief to be banking with a big bank. I'm like, this is the point you transfer your risk to mm-hmm. the bank. To the bank. <laughs> You're like, yeah, they must have, they must do their due diligence. Mm-hmm. So I go, <clears throat> I pay their thousand and then they tell me, yeah, come tomorrow. And we'll go. So it was that easy. <laughs> we went. The next day, they had a nice saloon car. Mm-hmm. That was surprising. Like, I was chauffeured from Kampala, Kampala to Kasese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a nice drive. <laughs> and then we go. They had the lodge over there that you sleep at the base. I, I think you were I there. slept at a hotel. Oh, you slept at a hotel. There mm-hmm. was a hotel at the base. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was there. It was very nice. Everything. I think the only thing now I didn't do right... Mm-hmm. You know, at this time, I'm really not a hiker. Mm. I have still not done any pre-hike. Mm. I don't know about talking about meals and such things. Mm-hmm. And since, you, you know, Tanzanians, our food are like the same, yeah? Yeah. So I hadn't thought about having a meal discussion with these guys. So we show up. The, the, the hotel is fine because it's meat. And mm. yeah, meat is meat. But now, the next day, now we start the hike. But I had done it with, I knew about, I needed gumboots. That much I knew. And uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. The rest was still the same. Mm. Uh, no thermals, no <laughs> sweaters. sweaters, yes. <laughs> Rain jacket, yes. Yeah, yeah, and all that. So mm. we go, and turns out I'm not a big fan of Ugandan food. Mm. Yeah, not like okay, I'm a no, they had they had chicken sausages that mm. I just didn't like. And I'm a good feeder on mountains. Like, I'm a very good feeder when I'm hiking. Mm. Okay, but when I'm not hiking, but then <laughs> we shall stick. I'm a good feeder when I'm hiking. Mm-hmm. And then um, everything on the menu was not good. So I think at some point I told them, because the porters were drinking porridge for breakfast, I was like, can we swap? Can they have my breakfast? <laughs> and I take their porridge. maize porridge. Mm. And they're like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> You're leaving your sausages for porridge. I'm like, that's like the only thing that tastes familiar. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can have that. So it was one of those hikes that we did. And I was the only client. No, they brought in another Ugandan. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, there was another team, a Japanese pair. They're not really a couple, a pair, uh, but in a different group. So we were two groups on the mountain doing the same hikes. So um, we had a lot of time, like you. Yeah, it was just chill. You know, Mm. the Renzori is... Pole pole. It's 
they were not actually pole pole those mm. ones they were taking me quite quickly mm. so me i remember from tz where we are told to walk slowly them they were of the opinion we walk quickly and go rest at the next stop mm. and i'm like me i know hiking is pole slowly. pole <laughs> so i think it was one of those ones where i had to keep reminding the guide mm. that I don't want to walk as fast because I still knew at this point I know altitude sickness is real yeah. and I didn't want to make any jokes. So the only thing it was such a good hike the only thing I suffered on that hike was the food. Mm. Yeah, I remember I did lose 7 kg on that hike because not eating. I'm not eating mm. and it's not that I don't want to eat I just don't like the taste of food even mm. when even now even whenever I go to Uganda I really don't like their food they like mm. end up eating now not local foods yeah yeah so when you got to summit night mm. um so now that did point, you know of the like the technical climbing place yes okay yeah so i had spoken to chris he had given me some crampons mm. i went to them they didn't like the crampons the guides did not like them they gave me their own mm. and they're like it's fine this one is on the house i'm like thank god because i've already done paying i don't pay anymore mm-hmm. um so they gave me their crampons and um and the ice axe <clears throat> so at, at this time i don't go to the gym so i have no strength whatsoever mm-hmm. then the ugandan I had been paired with um when we were at base camp one of those like during those many base camps that we were um He spoke to the Japanese people and the Japanese guys were like since they knew I had gone to Mount Kilimanjaro they were told him you know this uh, glacier is very difficult you need experience to do it mm. so he chickened out mm. so <laughs> me I'm like uh, I don't know why they assumed I should I will be knowing but they thought I will be knowing I'm like Nah, I will not tell anyone. I do not I've never ever mm-hmm. put on crampons in my life. <laughs> That will be my own secret. Mm-hmm. So the guy he me decided he's not going. But then uh he had this footwarmers. The you've used them before? For sleeping. No, no, the ones oh, that the you ones put that for heat up. Yeah. Oh, not yet. Yeah. Ha, they are awesome. Okay. So he's like since I'm not going to the summit, you can have them. Mm-hmm. Ah, those things is So you like put them you like put you wear them, your socks you then you put on your sock mm. you don't need to put in a thick sock now okay then yeah it's like now the next layer between your sock and your shoe in the boot okay it's warm mm-hmm. like i've never had such a warm summit walk <laughs> like that right you know this was generating heat yeah, yeah. i think I, i actually had left with all my layers of socks and then i had to remove them because now it's burning up mm. i was too hot mm-hmm. so we go uh, at that point of the glacier mm-hmm. and uh i put on the crampons and we start ha does this girl have any physical strength <laughs> no mm-hmm. you're given the ice axe you hit the ice it's not getting in mm. it's bouncing like <laughs> and you know it was one guy is ahead mm. one is behind mm. so you're meant to hit the ice put your climb. weight on it yeah. climb a bit move on like uh, that yeah. but mine is not sticking yeah Well, it was difficult like there was a point kwanza there was a crevasse and i'm like i'm seeing there if my isax goes there we are never getting it again <laughs> and um and this thing this guy is going to now i'm looking i'm like this is going to slide down because mm. it is it's like this yeah mm. so i'm like if i fall off 
I pull him down. Mm. We all go down. Mm. Disaster for everyone. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. At some point, I think the guy behind me is the one who came because I was stuck, totally stuck. He came. He held my butt like this. Mm. So I sat, and then <laughs> now I, because I needed to cross. After mm. crossing, it was less vertical. Mm. It was a bit more stable. You could even walk. Actually, you mm. could hold the ice axe and walk mm. like using it as a stick. Mm. So we went to the summit. Um, it was not a very beautiful summit. It was very... Margarita. Fun. Yeah, it mm. was very... What can I say? It was those dull days on the mountain. Yeah. yeah. And then it was very cold. Yeah. So summit, quick photo, come down. Coming down, uh, my Ugandan had been so bored because of being left behind. Mm. He's like, uh, instead of spending two nights on the mountain for coming down, we go all the way out. I suffered. For the next day all the way out? Yes. Wow. I suffered. Yeah. You know, those ones, at some point, you're just falling, you know, because of fatigue. The you've lost motor skills. Yeah, you've yeah. lost motor skills. Your yeah. legs are not legs anymore. Yeah. That was, that's the first time in my life I've been held on a hike. Mm. I was just held because mm. I can't really move. Mm. Yeah. And that's how now yeah. hike number two came. First two hikes, Kili, <laughs> then Renzori. Yeah, but then yeah. now the bad part is, because uh, of doing it early, mm. I that time people just used to do Margarita. Yeah. You guys now are doing many peaks. Now I have to go Speak. back and do those other peaks. <laughs> and the other baker, <laughs> yeah. wise man. Because that, that was not a thing then. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was not a thing. Mm. It took like two more years later for me to start seeing people, Kenyans, going to Renzori. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It was not a common hike. Yeah. So you did TZ, Uganda, then Mount Kenya came when? Mm. Finally. So that was Feb is mm. when I did Renzori. Then September... My friends from Scotland were coming out to Kenya because we we kept in touch. Mm. And now they were happy to come to my home. Are the same people for Kili? Yeah. Okay. So they came to Mount Kenya. So, yeah, they were doing the whole Kenya safari. You do yeah. Masai Mara. You do a mountain. You do a beach. Yeah. Yeah, like that. So they came in September, August or September, somewhere there. That's when now we did Mount Kenya. Again, no pre-hike. <laughs> like, I really didn't know. Like, uh-huh. honestly, I didn't know these things. And you know, mm-hmm. them, they had their own WhatsApp group in Scotland. They will do their pre-hikes together over there. Mm-hmm. I I just didn't know, honestly. Wow. But I was physically active. Yeah. The running, the yeah. running was, yeah, was what I was doing. Okay. Like, yeah. running, like, how long, how many kilometers would you say you prepped? I never even used to track like that because I was still not, I wouldn't consider myself a runner. You know? oh, okay. The people nowadays are serious. Uh, Me, my running was going to Nairobi Uni and that field over there. Yeah. You run five laps. Then next week you do six laps. Yeah. The other week you make it seven. Yeah. Like me, mine was just laps. Like yeah. how many laps? I just go increasing a lap like that. Like it was never time mm. or those theatrics, mm. proper things, Anna. Me, I've never been those people. Mm. Me, I was like, ah, I just ran five, then six, seven. I think by the time I had to stop at some point, I got sick. Mm. I had to slow down. But by the time I was stopping, I think I was doing 13 laps. Mm. Yeah, before, like I had to, I got anemic, so I couldn't do physical activities for a while mm. before my blood came back. 
So your story is so interesting. Like first three hikes, <laughs> Kili runs over Kenya. No prep hikes. No, but I was wow. running. Oh, but you were running. I was course, running. Yeah, yeah. it's and a then, very important thing because the motion of walking. Yeah. Is already there. So when you're hiking, at least I won't be dealing with fatigue from walking. My body's already used to that. Yeah. Then your lung capacity is being pushed because you run every day. Because I was yeah. literally running five days a week. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, if you run five days a week, you will get better at it. Yeah. You will get faster. Mm. Yeah. So my lungs, I can say, were ready for the aerobic mm. element. And listening to the instructions. Drinking the three liters mm-hmm. and walking slowly. Pole, pole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what's hiking for you now? Like the first time you got this opportunity, the yeah. second time you're, you're like, you wanted to just do because of this life changing mom- moment. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then I think, and now? I think I, I didn't really consider myself a hiker, but then mm. somehow it became a thing. Like if I go somewhere, I'm going to hike. Mm. So I think with my friend, like one of those friends that we hiked with in Kilimanjaro and Mount Kenya, she became my friend. We are still friends mm. up to today. So we decided we are going to go to Ethiopia, uh, to Egypt. So what do you claim in Egypt? Mount Sinai. Sinai. They call it Sina. Oh, Sina. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So just like that. Mm-hmm. So it was not so much I'm a hiker, but then it became if I go somewhere and there's a mountain, I'm going to hike it. Mm. Then, you know, you plan a trip when you're on a trip. So we're, when we're in Egypt, we're like, so now that we're here, where's mm. the next place? Like, you know, Morocco is just next door mm. and it's nice. So I was like, a yeah, Morocco. No, no, actually at that time it was like, oh yeah, Morocco is nice. You look at the pictures like, oh, it's a pretty country. Mm. You're like, okay, so let's go to Morocco. So I think that happened next. 2017, I did Sina, Twenty. 18 yes 2018 i i went to morocco and then now i climbed so like i actually chose the tukbal side which is on the other end of the mountain mm-hmm. but now most people do it from the desert side mm-hmm. which it will take you forever <laughs> to get to the peak because mm-hmm. it's a range okay. it's quite big so at some point it's either you do two different trips mm-hmm. you do the desert side which now will take you to the non summit side of the atlas mountains mm-hmm. or you go to this other side of the country which has now the peak because it's actually a short hike it's a two-day hike oh only yeah okay yeah because it has only one base camp mm. so if you choose to extend you either sleep two days at the base camp mm. yeah okay you just have to choose to extend <laughs> <laughs> it's a two-day hike mm, yeah yeah and you've done batian oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's covid let's let's <laughs> blame covid for that elusive <laughs> peak the elusive peak it was never even something i considered mm. you know like when you go to from kenya you always stand on that side where button is behind you yeah, yeah. you take a photo yeah and you're happy like yeah. the end mm. The end. <laughs> That's your totally That's technical. Like other it's technical. Mm. And you just end. It's mm. technical. Yeah, it's technical. So how was like your journey to Batian? Uh that was because I'm really something I haven't done. So. <laughs> you should do. Yeah. You should do. Peter was here yesterday. Yes. And you did Batian with him, Cindy. Yes. Okay. So, so mm. that journey was a funny journey. Um 
where can I say it started? I knew Peter. No, I, I didn't know Peter. Mm -hmm. I someone sent me during like I think a year, a, a few months before COVID, mm. Feb, Climbing Life Kenya were hosting Peter for his, uh, when he did Cold Feet. Yeah. Yeah, Cold Feet. Was it Cold Feet? Yeah, Cold Feet, the one he was climbing barefoot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Point we went, on. yeah, so it was a talk somewhere in Kilimani, if I'm not wrong. Mm. And yeah, so he gave the talk about how he climbs Batian mm. and all that. And actually my friend, and even your friend Doreen, mm had met had met him when he was like a baby mm. and they went to Mount Kenya and mm -hmm. they told me, oh, we met this kid who goes to Batian. Mm -hmm. But then he's like, uh, he's pointy. Uh, so I was like, some zungu, zungu, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And then now when that talk happened, we just, I just went out of curiosity, mm. nothing, no, no intention whatsoever. No, no, even no intention. I was just mm. going to hear. Mm. And it was a Friday evening after work. Yeah. yeah. Chill, chill, some just a chill thing to do. Yeah. And I was like, oh, pretty cool. Uh then I think what happened next? At the gym at where I go Alpha Fit, they had that screening of free solo for Alex Arnold. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why would you want to do this? <laughs> Why would you want to go risk your life on a rock? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just, why would you want to do that? Then, um, uh, so because COVID made us hikers, I think yeah. even you can attest, you, After, you got your best yeah. level of hiking yeah. during COVID. Yeah. So that's what happened to me. That as I used to hike, but I never really, like the way we said, at, th at that point I'd done Four, five, mount five mountains, mm. but I was not really a hiker. I was not in any hiking circle. Mm. Then um, what happened? Yeah, I went to like, it was the only thing we could do during COVID, mm. hiking. Especially it, after the that lockdown, lockdown yeah. and everything. Like, oh, yeah. let's go. Yes. Mm. So in that sense, and since I'd done those other peaks, mm. so people will look at me like I'm a pro, mm. but me, no, I'm not a pro. <laughs> I know I'm just, I don't even know. I can't explain myself. Mm. So now, um, then now some, just chatting with a friend. And I was like, I think I've done everything with these mountains. And he's like, oh, but see, Mount Kenya Next goes challenge. to 5199 and mm. you went to 49. I'm like, yeah, but that's technical. Mm. <laughs> so it's like, what about you do it? And I was like, oh, what about if I did it? Mm. So it was just one of those, oh, okay, maybe, like maybe I can do it. Then I think around at the same time, Rosemary had done an attempt, mm -hmm. Kamwiti. Yeah. And it was not successful, but she had done an attempt. So I was like, oh, this is actually like something that can happen. Mm -hmm. So that's when now the training started in last year. Last year, 2021. Yeah, 2021. Mm. Yeah, so Jan, I was like, we're doing this. So at that point now, I've become so pro. I've done mm. my one-day challenge mm. for Mount Kenya. Mount Kenya. Mm. I had also done one-day challenge for Kili. So oh, I was yeah. like, yeah. Mm. So now I'm a hiker. Now I'm confident. Mm -hmm. Now even people know me as a hiker. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, let's do this. So last year, I was like, yeah. Let's let's train for Batian. So I know the seasons and I know everything. So I was like, I will attempt the North Face, which happens in July. Mm -hmm. So 
yeah, so that's how it started. So I went to Blue Sky. Mm -hmm. I sought out Sam Wangi. Mm -hmm. I asked him to do internal. Uh, like it's sort of like I created a program for myself. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm going to go climb indoors, then I'm going to climb outdoors, mm -hmm. then we're going to the summit. Mm -hmm. So it was a kind of rough, rough program like that, um, but it worked out very well. Like so, how was the program? Like you climb like once a week? Yeah, so for the indoors, I did like maybe two, three times because, mm -hmm. you know, I'd never really climbed, so I didn't know anything. So I just wanted to... How can I carry Be myself and all that? Mm -hmm. So I went in Feb. Then now March is the first time we went out, outdoors. Mm -hmm. So I think at that time, also the Salomon people were doing the Batian project. Mm -hmm. And we did a tryout, but I wasn't selected. Mm -hmm. But then I still continued. So at that point, I had done my own training, like one session at Hellsgate. Mm -hmm. I had gone and paid Simon the the guy he's called Simon mm -hmm. the one who runs the, the Fisher Tower mm -hmm. Fisher Tower, so we spent a day together climbing there and I was like yeah it was pretty nice, mm -hmm. so that's when I was like okay this is going to happen even though I've not been selected I'll still yeah I'll still do this thing, so I was like let me get a guide who can take, who can train me and at the same time take me up. So for me, I wanted consistency. Mm. I didn't want um, meeting same someone person. new mm. on climb day. Mm. I wanted to have someone familiar, mm. someone I know their voice. I they, I know their cues like that. For me, it was important. Mm. Um, so there are very few <laughs> technical guides. Yeah. So unfortunately, like you have uh, Akina Duncan and the other Simon and are in Nyeri, mm -hmm. James for Hell's Gate is in Ivasha. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing a training, you, it's hard to work with them because you'll have to pay for them to come to Nairobi. Mm. It's, it's impossible. Mm. <laughs> you can't sustain that. So that's when I was like, oh, yeah. There's Peter. There's Peter. Mm. But I thought he was not in Kenya. I actually thought he was also in Akuru. I, I thought, I assumed he lives in Akuru. Mm. So I was like, now I'm stuck. I am not about to start paying for someone transport to Nairobi every other weekend mm. then chatting him is like oh yeah I actually am in Nairobi I live in Nairobi I was like oh mm. makes that my works. life so much easier mm. yeah so that's when we started prepping so the program was really in my opinion we did it very well mm -hmm. it was like we perfect the climbing then I get my altitude training what's the program actually like. So you'll have you'll do the coursework, mm -hmm. the, but you do it on on the ground, not no. not in class. Okay. So how to tie your knots, how to tie yourself in, how right. to belay. Belay is like when the guide is going up, you are holding him for safety, mm -hmm. and uh, once he gets up, uh, managing the ropes that he pulls the rope, like all of it, mm -hmm. then you start climbing and mm -hmm. all that. So just the dynamics of climbing as a team. Yeah, so... This in Hell's Gate, Lukenia. We did Hell's Gate like once or twice, mm -hmm. but I personally prefer Lukenia. Okay. Mostly, first the access. Mm -hmm. It's an hour away from Nairobi and uh, it's harder. The kind of climbing in Lukenia mm -hmm. is really hard. The, the grip, the surface is a bit tougher mm -hmm. than you will have at Hellsgate. So I was like, you better train the harder way than climbing easier. Oh, because okay. 
The standard routes on Mount Kenya are actually not difficult. They are graded 5-6, which is beginner. Okay. Yeah, it's beginner climbing. Okay. It's not difficult. What Good makes it difficult mm. is that you're high altitude and it's cold. Yeah. It's cold. Mm. Even on a sunny day, it's still cold. Mm. You know how the mountain sun is, mm. yeah? It's, yeah, it's not that it's hot. Yeah, it's deceiving. Mm. So that's what makes it difficult. And the risk that now if you fall at such a place, mm. it's really a certain, almost certain death. But in terms of the type of climbing, it's not difficult. Yeah. It's not difficult to climb. So we did we did that program. I think we did like six or seven sessions. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I think you're good to go. Mm -hmm. So that was it. Um, at that point, I was really much, it was a solo journey. Mm -hmm. I had tried to get in a few people <laughs> to join me. So at least you save on the travel cost and all that. Mm -hmm. But I think people, <laughs> people don't like... <laughs> Mm. It's also very, you have to be very committed. Eh? For Batian. For Batian. For yeah. me, I say, if you're, if you're go, planning to go to Batian, mm. please don't waste your time going for a session in January, then going for the next one in March. Don't waste okay. yourself. Mm. If you want to go July season, mm. I'll say start in March. Mm -hmm. Do your classes March, April, May, or April, May, June. Mm -hmm. Then July, you're ready. When the but this spreading out, you know, you're, you're learning a new skill for majority of us. Mm. You're learning a new skill as an adult. Mm. It's harder. So when you spread it out, every, that means every time you go for training, you're starting from zero. You don't have much muscle memory that it will come. And these are small, small details. Like you put that rope in the wrong loop, mm. you're dead. <laughs> not that you're falling you're dead <laughs> yeah you need to be like you need to have that very natural approach mm. because once you get to those climbs especially the north face mm. you will probably not see your guide for a very long time once you start climbing mm. yes so just shouting at each other not shouting you feel the rope okay you communicate by rope Okay. Yeah. You'll shout. There are times you can hear each other. Sometimes if there's wind, you won't hear him mm -hmm. because the wind can carry your the mm. voice away. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So it's the rope that, oh, you know, when he he'll pulls you, when he pulls and yeah, he'll like sort of like this resistance. Okay. There are two things. It can be you. It could be stuck on a rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at least when it's you, you'll shout. Uh -huh. That's me. Yeah, and yeah, your voice will go. <laughs> uh -huh. But yeah, you communicate like that. It's um, very sensory, the rope and also your voice. Okie talkie. Ah, no? my friend. <laughs> Do you, you need it, yes, but you also don't want a lot of luggage. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you want to be lightweight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. So, so that's how we did the training. So mine was proper training March, April, May. Mm -hmm. March, April, May. Yeah, March, April, May. At that point, I was com comfortable. Like, I'm not forgetful on how, on how to tie my knots. I'm not forgetful on what is what. Um, you, you're also not dropping gear. Because if you drop your gear, mm. like let's say on the first few pitches, the rope, the length of a rope is called a pitch, yeah? Okay. So if the first few pitches you go losing gear, by the time you get to the top, you have nothing. <laughs> and those things are your safety. Mm. Yeah, so at least, yeah, at that point, you're 
past such small mistakes, yeah. Then my whole of June, I now went for my altitude training. So that's when I went back to the hikes. I think, no, we did not meet on that hike, we met later. Yeah, so I, I did, I think, Kilome, one of those Ukambani hikes, mm -hmm. just for easing back into hiking. Then I went to Mtelo, I, then I did something on the Abadeas, I can't remember what. Yeah, but then I got my altitude training. Mm -hmm. Then after that, we waited for the window, weather window, mm -hmm. and we were off. Waiting, just checking updates. Yeah, just checking how the mountain is looking. Because mm. uh, at least I knew I didn't need too many days from the office. Mm. It was not like one of those where you plan. Mm. I, it knew it had to be a weekend climb. Mm. So um, I just needed a Friday and a Monday. Because you'll need a buffer day. Mm. If the weather is not good today, all, all guides have an extra day yeah. that is in the package yeah. that if it's not good today, we try tomorrow. If it's not good tomorrow, if you add extra days now, you need to pay. <laughs> so like how long is like a Batian climb? It depends with your speed. Oh. You can do it in four or five hours. <laughs> or like, let's say how many days should you like Oh, plan? so like North Face, which starts from Shipton, you'll yeah. start from the Sirmon side, yeah? Yeah. So you'll walk to Shipton, that's yeah. a day. You'll so I, yeah, it's best like you first sleep at almost yeah, walk to ship town because it's also for acclimatizing. Yeah. You also don't want to be too rushed. You've yeah. come from Nairobi at 4 a.m., mm. walked all the way to ship towns. You don't want unnecessary fatigue. Mm. So, my advice will be sleep at almost wake up, stroll to ship town mm. that night. Go, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, so you leave better to leave early because mm. you want to leave before the ice because there's still a bit of ice as much as it's dry season. Mm. You do want to leave before the rocks start falling, mm. yeah, because okay. the rocks when they fall, like there's some which are really big. Okay, there are guys who there's a guy who lost a leg, it just went with the rock because when they start falling, the rock falls are. They are big. <laughs> they are major. You so you sort of want to be out of it before they start coming down. Mm -hmm. If they come down, it's not a must they come down, but yeah. if they do come down, you so you're better off starting early. Um, but there's also a limit to the earliness. Early is like four a.m. or something. Walking, yes. Oh, walking. Walking to, to yeah, that approach. Base. Yeah, okay. that approach is. I found it rather steep. Mm. Yeah, I. I was shocked that it was deep. No one mentioned it was deep. Mm -hmm. So it was mostly shock. It was not not manageable. Mm. It's just that I didn't expect I'm actually starting to hike, like mm. a proper hike. Mm. I thought, you know, the, the Makinda's Makinda work is gentle. That's what I had oh, in valley. my head. Mm. Yeah, like mm. <laughs> I was not expecting, oh, it's a hike. Mm. It's actually a hike. So for anyone preparing to go, it's a hike. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so we hiked up to the base. Then we got to the base. Then you find this nice cross written in memory of a certain couple that fell to oh their my. death in 1990. Mm. And like, I respect that we've put the plaque here, but do you know it's scaring the rest of us? <laughs> so everyone will just see that yeah. when they go up. Okay. Yes, mm -hmm. it's there. So we change up. I had a porter. We had gone with my porter, uh, my porter and my guide as well. So they were 
carrying my stuff no need to get tired mm. unnecessarily because you have and even we also have peter's gear there the the whole equipment mm. so the porter had one of those mm. and i think my porter had my bag for me so i was just walking mm. uh and it's also just good but even then they're so excited for you like mm. everyone was just coming and like nobody, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you randomly find a chef or some porter has come uh. and they peeped I'm like okay <laughs> hi <laughs> and then like they look at me I'm like I'm a canono I'm like uyo anaenda uyo it was one of those so uh yeah so when you say the climbing north face kind of just throws you off you're, you're you're still not warmed up like for climbing mm. your st- your fingers are a bit numb like this and it starts with a climb like mm. it's an actual climb it's not scrambling because mm. this other one for austrian side the southeast face is a you start as a scramble mm. like you don't it's not really a climb mm. i will not call it a climb mm. but north face starts with a climb mm. so i remember even when I was climbing that one i slid not so much because it was hard because i was numb like my fingers were shocked mm. like Whoa, what are you wearing gloves? No, mm. no gloves. Okay. You don't wear gloves. What about boots? There no cuz it was the way the rock was set up. If you are a very strong climber, mm. you can do it with boots. If you're still not so good, you will need to wear your climbing shoes. So okay. I had my climbing shoes, okay. which I will advise when I say us, I mean those of us who are just learning how the to novels. climb. Yes. <laughs> just wear your climbing shoes persevere okay. the cold it will make it more efficient for you than trying to hold on to some creams mm. especially for north face north face you would definitely need your climbing shoes okay. yeah so we did the first pitch then i was like whoa okay this is quite something it was like you hit the ground running literally mm-hmm. and um So he had told me we had needed to reach a place called Famine's Tower by 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Otherwise we are not Turn going around. yeah mm. because we had said we were not sleeping outside. So it was mechanical. You reach, I give him the gear. Mm-hmm. He places it on himself again as he coils the rope, we move. Mm-hmm. Switch, move, switch, move, switch, move. Like it was very quick mm-hmm. so even the few times when like cause when he will reach like where the next anchor is mm-hmm. he will set himself put himself safe mm-hmm. and then when he says safe the rope. yeah now when he's pulling the rope that's the time now you are warming yourself mm-hmm. yeah so you'll find okay for me like i didn't have time for pictures because i'm like between eating a piece of chocolate mm-hmm. and warming my fingers photos were the last thing like <laughs> No, no, no. Even if you, when you're standing is stable, like okay. at, at whatever point you are starting to switch over, even mm. if you are comfortable. Okay. But yeah, the priorities shift because <laughs> also I'm thinking, okay, mm. fine. Even if I come out of picture here with pictures and I don't get to the summit yeah. because I was wasting time, does not yeah. yeah. So at that point, really for me, phone was there. It was not even far, but. Mm. was list of my worries so we got to famine tower in good time and yeah so we knew we are going to the summit mm. and we went to the summit it was a really 
I really like the climb. Now that I've done the other side, mm. I really love the North Face. It's a beautiful climb. It's challenging. Mm. It's involving. Actually, the best word is it's involving. involving. Yeah. You have Physically, to be present. Mentally, yes. It's not this other one you can fumble, fumble. Like, uh, <laughs> this is not bad, that one. Okay. <laughs> you, you have many areas you can walk. Okay. Like for the North Face, only one section they call the amphitheater mm. is where you don't really need ropes. It's, you can just walk. Okay. Yeah. But the rest of it, you're climbing and they are quite nice climbs. Mm. You pull yourself, you push yourself. It, yeah, I liked it. Like it was a nice climb. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And if when you're climbing, yeah. did you meet anyone? No, yeah. we okay. were the only ones on that that day. Mm. Lucky us. But <laughs> when we were coming on the next day, I mm. met a group in Shiptons that were going. Yeah, so it was just us that day. Wow. Good day for us. There's a feeling summiting, but yeah. Oh, it was really nice. Mm. Like you're like, oh my god, this actually happened. And you know, like for most people, you'll have the maybe not so many good lucks first, mm. and then yeah, <laughs> you finally get try. it. Yeah. yeah, and it worked out so well. You're mm. like, you just know that moment was really made, mm. like it was meant to be. Mm. Everything just worked out well. I may not have had the best visibility, yeah, because there are clouds here and there, but it was a very pleasant day. It mm. wasn't too cold, it wasn't too warm it was yeah the mm. winds weren't so bad it was such a good day and like yeah that was a beautiful moment and uh yeah i you know those ones like i never even dreamed of this like mm. <laughs> this was not a childhood dream mm. but then it came up and i was like oh wow yeah <laughs> wow. yeah so between mm. like the two routes mm. which one would you suggest let's say someone to do like a newbie um of course there is the you'll want to do the southeast so that you get to Nelion because mm. the north face you don't get to Nelion. Mm. So if you do want to go all the peaks, <laughs> southeast it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, southeast it is. Mm. And um the good thing, like I will tell anyone, if you are like us, yeah. please just plan on sleeping at Nelion. Okay. Don't try go ninja like I did on the second attempt. Yeah, because I said I'm not sleeping. Mm. We were categorical. We are not going to sleep. So we got to Nelion just one hour late. But Too it late. yeah, it was one hour late. Mm. So to avoid assuming you've never gone to Batian, you really want to go to Batian, right? I yeah. mean <laughs> you yeah. have been preparing. So just carry the sleeping bag carry that whatever it is you're going to eat mm. just plan on sleeping at Nelion. it's will increase your success rate than trying to attempt a one-day push because if you're just like 30 minutes late your dream ends at Nelion. Mm. yeah but at least if you have your things and you can since there's the heart yeah. how else heart is there yeah. it may not be the warmest mm. it's still better than sleeping outside mm. yeah so I'll say southeast would be yeah. good because you can sleep and mm -hmm. you'll get the two peaks. Mm. But in if you are a climber, the north face is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And then you've also done this mm. challenge. Yeah. The triple summit challenge. Ah, 
yeah, that thing was so nice. The triple sub- yeah, just explain <laughs> to us what the triple summit challenge is. That was, I, I think some things will sit and remember mm. when you are like, you remember when there was COVID? Tulifanya mingi sana. Because honestly, I don't think without a COVID environment, that will not have happened. Mm. I think even if you look at the trends since the world was opened. Mm. Very few people are doing challenges. Mm. It was a COVID. Or even hiking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was what everyone was doing. Like mm. it was a, 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 it was the best time to mm. do such a thing, I think. And so it was just a random talk mm. amongst friends. Uh, pioneered by one Mr. Monyaka. Mm. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, what if we did triple summit? Mm. Actually, even four summits, uh, you add in, was it not Nini? This other one that's in TZ, the one that. Meru. Le, no, we did Meru. Lengai. Old on your Lengai. Yeah, okay. it's very, very vertical. Yeah, yeah, it's steep. Yeah, I've not been there. So for the triple summit, the summits were Kenya, Kenya, Mount Kenya, Meru, and Renzori. I mean, sorry, and Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro. Yeah. So, of course, you start from home. Home mm-hmm. is always best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you go that way. And then it was also good for acclimatizing. You start from here. We chose the easiest route, uh, Sirmon, mm-hmm. so that also you want to manage your fatigue. Yeah, you don't want to burn out day mm-hmm. one. So that was easy. One day push, no no biggie there for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, the only challenge came at the border. <laughs> We thought the border was 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Turns out it wasn't. Namaga border. Yes. Mm. Okay, it was 24 hours on the Tanzanian side, but our Kenyan people <laughs> closed close at six <laughs> or something. Uh-huh. So we were stuck inside Kenya. Yeah, so all our hard work of driving from Nanyuki mm. to the border ended there. Mm. So we slept in the car until morning mm. when they came. So when they came... We do the migration thing, mm. we cross over, and uh, our beautiful Tanzanian president was on a trip. So you know when the president is on the move, oh, everyone the stops. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> so we are stuck somewhere there on our way to Mount Meru, and she does her thing. Okay, fine. <laughs> what can you do? Mm-hmm. So we go to Mount Meru. We arrive, I think, at noon or one. So at that point, we're like, best we can do is eat. Then we go to, please remind me the name of the base camp before. The one where it's you can Mount see Meru. Little Meru. You can see Little Meru there. Miriakamba Saddle Hut. Yeah, Saddle Hut. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Saddle mm. Hut. So we go to, we walk to Miriakamba. Mm. Then our porters are like, they're done. Mm. They're not working anymore. I'm a chalk. Yeah. Mm. And they, when they were taking up the job, they had been told we are going all the way mm. to Saddle Hut. Mm. So they refuse. And then they meet these other porters who were at Miriakamba from another group. And then they sort of gang up against us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So guys are like, no, we walk. They will, we will walk and they will, they will figure it out because they had been told what mm. is the plan. Like it was not surprise. We are increasing the journey. No, they knew that. So we continued walking. 
then they're like, oh, those people have gone. So they started following. So we got to Saddle Hut before everyone. <laughs> so you get there, you're sweaty, mm-hmm. you know, they because we really pushed. Mm-hmm. At that point now you've acclimatized nicely from mm-hmm. Mount Kenya. Mm-hmm. So we really pushed. Uh, we go to Saddle Hut, it's quite chilly. There's no one. <laughs> We wait for our crew. Mm. So I remember oh like words. I was so cold. I was the only girl in the group. We mm. were five. Yeah, we were five. I, I, I remember I took, so I went, I had my the bedroom to myself. Mm. I took the two mattresses and covered myself because mm. like now you're really cold mm. and your luggage is down. So we wait and actually they were really complaining, but it was not a lot. We weren't carrying a lot. Mm. We, yeah, we were not carrying. But it's from gate to Salas 2000 gain. So I guess only Choka. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe from elevation perspective. Oh, yeah. 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 But mm. in terms of what we were carrying, it was very minimal per person. Mm. And we each had a porter not combined. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they eventually came, we had dinner, and we decided we are not going to do those night summits. Mm. We wake up nicely at six, mm. summit during the day, which really helped because mm. the sun really gives you energy. Mm. So, yeah, we had a very nice summit push. It was good. Okay, it was, you know, Mount Meru good. Eh? Mm. <laughs> the fall summits. <laughs> then I remember at that point, um, asking one of the guys, like, at that point is when I realized, you need to determine what you're asking. So I was like, how far? He's like, 200 meters. He's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> he meant altitude, mm. elevation. So me, I walked 200 meters. I'm like, wait, this summit is not 200 meters. I know how 200 meters looks like. Mm. It's like, no, nah, I meant elevation. <laughs> <laughs> so we had quite a few peaks to go. Mm. Yeah, those two fall summits. Mm. But we went. But it was such a beautiful, like, for me, I love that mountain. Everything. Yeah. Because mm. first you wake up at Saddle Hut. Then you have that cloud cover because it looks like everything is below you. Mm. So you have like this blanket of clouds. Mm. Then on that other end, you can see Mount Kilimanjaro because mm. it was a clear day. And I think most people experience that in Mount Meru. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think there are people who come back without views. Yeah. It's a it's a kind mountain. It's, unique, yeah. it's a kind mountain. So when you wake up and first you wake up to such a view, mm. it really gives you so much like it encourages you it makes it feel worth it mm-hmm. yeah so we went to the summit splendid splendid day uh one of us unfortunately started feeling bad on that trip and um yeah so we knew there was going to be a problem mm-hmm. uh then we came down and out so initially we hadn't quite decided mm-hmm. like there was a tag and pull do we do kilimanjaro one push or do we sleep um things just happened mm. it ended up we needed to sleep mm. uh, because the person who fell ill mm. on mount meru uh was not like really ill just fatigued you know they when you're fatigued you go slowly yeah yeah so he wasn't out at that point he wasn't out of the game mm. so even for mount kili we still thought we are going to go with him so before kili see, yeah mount kenya did one, one day, day yeah then travel day another day so day two and three, travel and Mount Meru together. Mount Meru. So yes. now... Because you see, we travel overnight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were to arrive. Oh, yeah, we were day. to do Mount Meru in a day, mm. actually. 
yeah we could have done it in a day had we arrived in tz in good time mm. but now arriving in tz at 8 a.m was already too late like mm. crossing over at 8 a.m mm. was too late before now you even head to the mountain mm. yeah so, so that was, was today day four now yes day oh, okay. four. so day three when we came out of the mountain mm. we just chilled because we came out pretty early because mm. we did a summit mm. so we had good time so now the next day uh we were to leave early so we decided okay we won't do a one day push mm. we will sleep overnight um at barafu no baranko baranko mm. uh, we were doing the umbwe umbwe yeah umbwe mm. umbwe umbwe detour into aro glacier Oh nice. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, mm. you need to go there. Okay. <laughs> uh so uh our friend was not feeling very well. Mm. So first thing in the morning he was like first let's go to the doctor check vitals then from there we see what next. Mm-hmm. So that took a bit of time. That taking a bit of time gave us our second casualty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh by the time he cleared cleared with the doctor and the doctor was like there's no need of go don't go mm. um we it was a bit late in the day mm. so when we went to the mountain the day was perfect at that point mm. but the rain like we had only walked for like 20 minutes then the rain mm. i don't know where that rain came from came and i have never been rained on like that <laughs> no thousands you are rained on inside like mm. it's entering everywhere and umbwe you've said you've not been to you've no, done not yet yeah. it also starts in the forest mm. a forest is meant to shield you because mm. there are trees mm. but no like the rain is coming through mm. the rain from the leaves everything like it's <laughs> it's horrendous like mm. we were wet everywhere because mm. now you have a poncho but the rain it's so intense mm. it's entering your shoes it's just messy like everything is bad and you want to do it in two days yes <laughs> so one of our second casualty <laughs> got so wet and then his shoes were the wrong type of shoes the ones that mm. have metal the other shoes actually have metal hiking boots that have metal metal as in in their sole so okay. add water you have like 10 kgs oh, yeah, on yeah, your legs yeah. uh-huh. he got like he got pain like mm, he couldn't walk yeah mm. so he had to turn back so we went now we were down to four so actually we were six yeah so mm. we were down to four uh the two those are father and son ahead then munyaka and i mm-hmm. the father and son had a guide eh? mm-hmm. so the guide took them so well eh? Kumbe the guy is dying. <laughs> the guy. <laughs> yeah, the guy is dying and he's not saying. Mwanyaka and I as go we huko nyuma we've been rained on mm-hmm. we found at least some mountain cleaners maybe mm-hmm. they have cleaners on the mountain mm-hmm. we borrowed tea there at least to get some warmth. Mm-hmm. Then um uh yeah at least the rain stopped at that point it stopped no it just had rain from the leaves now whatever water is in the leaves. Mm-hmm. And I remember at that point, like, there you always have like layers in your bag. Like I had an extra tea. That's what I wore because now I was so wet. Mm. You know, now when now you're getting higher and higher. Now it's, it's very cold. cold yeah. Mm. And Umbwe starts in the forest. The first 10 km's. It's nice, foresty. 
typical Mount Kilimanjaro. Mm-hmm. Then from a camp that I cannot remember, Umbuke. sorry. Yeah, Umbuke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it is a series of stairs, mm. like stairs, 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 natural. Mm natural not man made mm. natural stairs like you will do so many stairs you're like why by the time you finish mm. your thighs why <laughs> so mm-hmm. we did those two stairs nicely then we got to camp it is cold Baranko. yeah mm-hmm. it is so cold like what and then our things have been rained on mm. all of us squeezed in one tent They're like, oh, Tina, you know, you're a lady. You can sleep in a... I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> I am not sleeping alone. <laughs> you need that warmth from people because mm-hmm. it was bad. Mm-hmm. Like, and then now, even our things were so wet mm-hmm. and the two guys who did not come, who had to turn back, their bags had still been carried. Like we <laughs> literally ramage there you have a sock that's from that guy yeah <laughs> everything was just a mess mm. all our boots like for the one that's when i learned a new trick if your shoes are wet and it's below zero mm-hmm. just put those shoes outside they will freeze in the morning you scrape off the ice mm. and move on <laughs> Okay. <laughs> they won't they won't dry there's no possibility of drying inside a tent mm. like no matter what you and you don't risk melting them in a fire and at that point there's even no fire mm. at such high level high mm. camps there's no fire so na change to a change freeze asubui <laughs> remove the ice and wear your shoes okay. so that's what we did mm-hmm. so we wake up early in the morning we are off to aro glacier mm-hmm. it's a 6 km steep This is six yeah six kilometer walk mm-hmm. and i think the elevation is 2000, 2000. why why <laughs> you will know you don't know <sighs> that walk mm. was bad mm. first it was so cold it's morning it's mchana it's not we did not do any midnight thing mm. it is morning i can see myself mm. but the cold was mm, just bad which because i think you've had this call from the previous day still mm. in your system in and all that boots. yeah mm. it was not an easy walk so i remember i walked and it was one of those again kilimanjaro here you are i'm like i am done i am done but now at this point eh, i am wiser than last time eh? mm. i know i am not sick i know i have to <laughs> submit <laughs> it's just the idea of Gosh, I have to submit. Like mm. I have to submit. No, it's not yeah, even anyone yeah. telling me. I'm sure even that guy that I had will have turned back if mm. I had said because mm. he was like, "No, this one." I cried again. And <laughs> <laughs> then that mountain has my tears. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, "What?" I just sat down. This one, I was just fatigued. Like there was nothing wrong. So it's that feeling of helplessness, mm. and you know, there's really nothing wrong with you. Like. Mm. I do that internal assessment that you do all vitals are fine. So this is just mental. Mm. This is just the sheer perseverance like mm. is what is required of you and Maggie you just have to do it. Mm. So that's what I did so <sighs> and from Aroglacia now towards the summit how is it there? It is here it's, it's very steep yeah. and it's very the rocks are not loose loose rocks eh? Mm. 
like I can tell you it was one summit, eh? you'll walk, you hear the person in front singing. Eh? These are not songs because of happiness. Mm. It's someone encouraging themselves. <laughs> like, uh, like <laughs> you know they, how you'll console yourself mm. in a song. You sing, you hear someone sing, you pick it up at the back. You sing again. Because <laughs> that now that's the proper route. You have to summit in order to go down. It's like yes. a point of no return. Or yeah, something. yeah, 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 yeah. That is the one. That is the one. Leave the fake other one. I've been told. <laughs> but then now, uh, at least you get to enter the crater. Yeah. Let me just say, I did not know Mount Kilimanjaro had a crater. Yeah. I did not know that. Because I don't think Ashcon. you see it from that side, mm. from the normal route. Mm. You can't see it. Mm. So, we walk. Eventually we get out because you see now you're walking up the crater. Mm. That's why it's that steep. Mm. Then you get into the crater and you're like, whoo, a farm of glaciers. Mm. You're like, oh, this is heaven. Mm. How I miraculously turned from a teary mess <laughs> into a happy energy bunny mm. is hard to explain. Mm. But I think once you see it, and then from the glacier, you can, I mean, from the crater, you can see the summit mm. and it doesn't look so bad. It is actually bad, <laughs> but it doesn't look so bad. So mm. when you look at it, you're like, ah, at the summit, you're like, ah, cool, cool stuff. So yeah, so we had a very nice time in, in that crater. We mm. took the pictures in the and dress. And you had time to take uh, the dress. <laughs> yes, the dress. <laughs> so those photos. <laughs> Amazingly, I tell you, my guide was like, he had questions. I've ever seen someone Even with questions. Even in the cold, you baby. No, it's because <laughs> I had broken down like uh, just a few minutes, less than flip. 30 minutes ago, I was out. Like yeah. those ones, like I wasn't, I just told him, I, I just need a moment. Because mm. now this one's Joanna, you're just talking to yourself. Mm. Like you are okay. You just need to keep on going. Like, since you're not sick, you just need to keep on going. Like, then you tell somebody to keep on going. Yeah. Now you're telling yourself. <laughs> Continue, one step at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those things you tell other people, yeah. now it's you telling yourself, mm. you can do this, you yeah. can do this, just walk, even if it's lonely, just walk. Mm. Like, he had seen that whole process, me refusing to give him the bag, because I'm like, I'm not sick, I'm not, I'm fine, the so I will carry. Mm. <laughs> So to move from that, then to see me, like, oh, I am here. Ah, let's take pictures. <laughs> like, huh, woman. <laughs> is this you? <laughs> is it me? Yeah, so it was a really nice, it was a very nice thing. Mm. Then we went to the summit. We were alone. So, yeah, it was a, a great time. Then that annoying walk back down. Like oh not just Mecca, all the way out, <laughs> all the way out. You don't realize just how much you've climbed until mm. when you have to go back down. Like that's when everything hits you. You're mm. like, oh, wow, this is a lot. Mm. Yeah, so we walked out, got to the gate. I mean, I walked slowly. Like I wish the rest of the guys, they had um, like this like salomon shoes mm. so they could run mm. i didn't run so mm. when you don't run you know you can't even the strain on your knees mm. is a bit much mm. on the screen side mm. yeah so i think at that point i was like low energy everything mm. <laughs> yeah so but then i was like ah, 
this thing is over, it's done, and we are still within our five days anyways. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think I took my time, and it was not as bad as the other time, like, Mm. Yeah, I think it was not as bad. Yeah, so wow. that was how Triple Summit Kenya, ended. Kenya, Meru Kili in five days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what's your future challenges, future uh, mountains? Oh, gosh. Mm. Not challenges. I, I think, mountains. yeah, I um I would wish to do Mount Renzori in a day. Wow. In the steps of Akina Limo. But yeah. now with the my history mm. of that, I did it when it was just a one peak. I'm thinking if I go back there, I'll want to do other peaks, mm. which means I can't do the one day challenge. Yeah, and then mm. you can go up and then come down, then go up again, or to do those other peaks you get. So I'm still conflicted. Like which is which? Mm. When you return, what will you do? Mm. Yeah. So I would wish to do, I mean, if I've, I've done this others in one day challenge, mm. it would be a good challenge to do now mm. that we know it's possible. Because mm. see, most of these things we just didn't do because we didn't think it's possible. Because mm. I remember when yeah. I did Mount Kili the first time, I remember our guides talking about this Mzungu who does it in eight hours. And I was like, crazy, crazy mm. white people, <laughs> crazy. Mm. You know, like you write it off, mm. you don't even think that one day you'll be It'll doing be that. And mm. then now at least once you start seeing people who look like you do it mm. and um, they are, you can talk to them, you can DM them, mm. you get some info. You're like, oh, it's not that crazy, actually. Mm. Just a little bit. Yeah, it's doable. Wow. <laughs> so it's, it's, I would, I don't know what I'll do. Uh, yeah, it's between the one day, day or, or, or the doing the peaks. ten peak. Yeah, the ten peak series. Okay. Yeah, maybe when you do ten peak, we did together. <laughs> the ten so peaks of Renzori. Yes, you're going back. <laughs> not saying you're never going back. <laughs> okay, yeah. next year. Okay. So, yeah. So outside uh, Africa. Uh, so fast, I still have my mountains. I have a book to finish. Yeah. Yeah. So lucky for me, the other peaks are all in Ethiopia. Mm. So um, I did a, a, a planning mistake. I could have done one peak. I didn't realize it was so close to me. Mm. You know, the things are like, how did mm. I miss this? Mm. <laughs> but, you know, it's like when you go to, what can I say? Like if you go to a place like Table Mountain in South Africa, mm. if you go to Cape Town, you'll always find people talking about Table Mountain. Mm. They never talk about the lion's head. Like mm. Table Mountain usually okay. takes, yeah, mm. the bigger share of the attention. Mm. So I was where the other mountain <laughs> actually mm. is. Mm. And I didn't realize that mm. until it was too late. And the program, I had set it. If I switched it, I would have had to leave my friend. And I was like, she had come all this way mm. on my invite. I can't tell her, oh, now you go to the beach. Me, I'm going to the mountain. <laughs> like, it's rude. Mm. It's rude mm. to do that. Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, so now instead of just being three, I have four to go. But mm. they're not hard. Okay. There should be a one-day hike mm-hmm. or maybe two days. Um, so Ethiopia comes in first. Then, yeah, maybe we go to the Himalayas. I think I, I think the Himalayas for me were always... It wasn't so much into my plan of things. But then you see, I've 
not really been a hiker until mm. recently yeah mm. so now I'm like oh yeah that would be good to do because actually the one outside Africa mountain I've always wanted to do is Machu Picchu mm. that mm. one I've always wanted to do mm. <laughs> yeah like it's a trip I've you know That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah I've had Peru Chile and Bolivia in my radar like mm. when I go to South America I'll do those three countries mm. and I'm going to do Machu Picchu So that's the one outside Africa mountain I have always wanted to do. I wanted to do this mountain that I cannot pronounce. I, now you want me to embarrass <laughs> yeah, myself so on too. your podcast. <laughs> Mount The one in France. Mont Blanc. Yes. <laughs> I don't embarrass myself. <laughs> Uh, yeah nice. okay. that one okay. like i saw some pictures at some point i know they have the cabins on mm. the mountain mm. i was like oh yeah like when i'm in my 50s and i'm old because i want to go to europe when i'm old not mm. when i'm young i figure europe is easy to travel mm. do you try traveling in africa you encounter <laughs> all manner of things the border <laughs> is closed yeah. i don't know what has happened so i was like when i'm older and i can sleep in a cabin i can go do the swiss Mont mountains Blanc. yes <laughs> and and that one <laughs> and it is the highest in europe yeah highest in europe no 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 it's a bruise yeah. no in this other europe oh, yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. other europe yeah, yeah so yeah yeah so that's those were the main ones but then now i'm thinking to bring in my initial plan now became lenin mm. i had spoken to mohia mm. and he was like james mohia is like it's one of the highest peaks that's not technical mm. you just need to walk mm. no 7000 it's a, it's a 7000 peak mm. that you just need to walk okay. so initial plan was to do it this summer because mm. it's a summer climb uh but then i had just done Uh, Ethiopia in April. Mm. It's too soon to be away again. Mm. Even at work I wouldn't get like I was away for 14 days mm. asking for another 14 days. Mm. Two months later is too soon mm. <laughs> to be away. So I even when I look at my plans now I'll it might be shelved again and again because mm. i need it in a summer period mm. so it's very limiting yeah, yeah only once a year it's very limiting so anyway the mountain is not going anywhere yeah, oh, yeah. yeah so that was a, a plan i had but then uh, now we have himalayas at least it has two seasons yeah. that's that's kind enough <laughs> beginning of the year and end of the year yeah yeah that and oh, it's also spaced out nicely yeah. for me april and october yeah yeah Oh nice. Yeah. Can't wait for your book. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so the next segment is the answering your question segment. Okay. I think so, so we do have questions. No, we have questions. You do? Yeah. Okay. Chatone. And then if you don't have <laughs> uh, I I saw a few. <laughs> <laughs> Question 1. Mm -hmm. How did you get into climbing? Climbing or hiking? <laughs> climbing okay we hey i'll say hiking like i said it was an accident yeah. it was yeah. just an accident uh then climbing the rock climbing bit uh that was also now just to go to batian mm. but then i realized it's a nice hobby it's it's hard to explain huh? cuz it's 
it's not easy it's not like sitting sitting down and watching a movie kind of you you'll go there and suffer mm. but it gives you a lot of satisfaction after yeah okay yeah which climber do you look up to wow be a climber mountaineer I actually got a recent one and uh we hiked with Hangurman. Mm. She's called Fiona. Mm-hmm. I liked her. Like she's very she's a very strong hiker mm-hmm. that you will you'd say unassuming. Like mm. when you look at her, you mm. wouldn't think she's such a strong hiker. Mm. And like when we were walking in Gurman, mm. I was trying to catch up. <laughs> I could not believe myself. I'm mm. like, ah these people are leaving me <laughs> not the one who normally leaves people uh, so i i like and then she's also a climber and mm. a good one also so i like yeah she's i will look i, I can say I look for uh, up to her mm. and alice alice nganga yeah mm. like i like her the way she she's a hiker you know hikers have like life cycles mm. that comes to an end then mm. they move into running they mm. move into cycling mm. her she's just been hiking No, she doesn't even she think of it. making it commercial. She just loves hiking. Yeah. <laughs> Tips for climbing Batya. Okay, like prepare yourself. It's not cheap unfortunately. Mm. It's not one of those things I'll say it's the easiest thing. You need to have the commitment mm. of your resources, both monetary and time. Uh make it short, make it effective. Don't spread out your training make it back to back so just try and do everything go see your friends everyone you want to see then if you say you're starting your training just stick to that plan like you have to and it's kind of lonely like you can make friends or sometimes you just have to go it alone mm. but you sort of have to be committed like say i'm doing this so we are focused 3 months it's me rocks mountains for altitude mm then you go to Batian. Uh you can join Mountain Club of Kenya. It will give you an opportunity to get free rides. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes some people don't have vehicles mm. to go like to look Kenya. Mm. So you can pair up with someone who has a vehicle. Mm-hmm. So I know that's another limiting thing that maybe you want to go you and your trainer don't have a car. Mm-hmm. You can find someone in MCK who is going to look Kenya. Hitch a ride pay your fair your share of well and at least you get to spend your day there hmm. any aspirations to do an 8000 <laughs> we first try uh 7000 hmm. then there's also the cost element about all these things hmm. that it's not cheap it's not about to get cheap hmm. and yeah so there's Yes, if things align themselves, it's not something I'm saying a five-year plan, but it's not out of the books. Like systematically, if your life is going in a certain direction and you have a certain resource that you can take this way, yes, it's something I would wish to do. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> this one. Do you enjoy suffering? Mara running, mara being a porter. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like trying new things mm. like i get very easily bored mm. so i uh, like okay uh, like they you can hike ngong hills many times or hike somewhere i can remember i don't like hiking somewhere i can remember so to add the diversity mm. <laughs> of things it's either i do it in a different way 
Now, like Narumoru, um, I've done a speed climb, I've done a normal hike, and I've carried my things. I think I'm done with that route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so mm. I, I, I just like trying out new things. And then I'm not so much into being the best. I just like doing stuff. Like, mm. I go run the marathon. I mean, I ran in five hours and 30 minutes. I don't care. I was not number one. Mm. <laughs> but... Just the joy of trying and just seeing how far can you stay committed to something, mm. pushing yourself. Yeah, I like such. Like, it's I'm never really much about being the best, mm. but I like trying stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. Next question is mine. Okay. Chamuhimu ni summit. Not really. Mm. I will not want to lose my life. Lose my limbs because of a mountain. Mm. There's a limit to this love. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I mean, but when you're healthy. Yeah, if you're everything. healthy, yes. Because like mm. when I didn't go to Nelio, to Batian this year, mm. we got to Nelion and my head I knew it was the right decision. <laughs> but I know when I came back to Nairobi, I was a bit sad. I think I even cried a little. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should have like pushed, pushed mm-hmm. harder. But then <laughs> rational also reminds me, yes, you would have, but that will have been coming in the dark mm-hmm. and the risk. Yeah, the risks are higher because mm-hmm. when you're climbing, the risks are higher coming down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I will still listen to my guide more than pushing for a summit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. I will listen to my guide more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what about diet? For you, uh, for on me, and off the mountains. Always, I'm always consistent. I believe in energy <laughs> giving mm. foods. Mm. So my healthy carbs, complex carbs, my proteins are a constant. Whether I'm hiking or not, I'm hiking. Because it's also the energy. I believe the energy is much more than carb loading a day before. It's the cumulative things. Because there are people who are not lucky to eat on a mountain. I am lucky to eat. But then I, my altitude comes in the form of I can't sleep. So I don't get to rest. And, you know, when you rest, you recover, you repair worn out tissues. So that means whatever good and well-being I have before I get to the mountain is all I have to keep me when I'm hiking. So for me, I'll always have my brown rice, my ngwashe, my indomas, mm. my oats. Mm. Those are my carbs mm. and chicken, a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, so on and off the mountains, that's pretty much my diet. Mm, nice. Yeah. Any last words for the followers who are inspired <laughs> by you? Oh, <laughs> first, for guys who mostly DM me and like they are so encouraged. Mm. I'm like, I'm happy. Like I'm just trying out silly things and Mm. it's good. It's rubbing off on people and yeah, just do your best. And then it's not a rush. Like these mountains are not going anywhere. So Mm. don't try killing yourself to do things. Enjoy. Just make sure you enjoy your journey outdoors, make friends, learn yourself, Uh, take time. I think for me, I see people doing one-day challenges and they've never hiked like a proper hike. Mm. Like for me, given the experience I've seen people get sick on the mountain, I always say respect the mountains, respect the mountains. Just because you've never had an incident does not mean you're immune to it. Mm. So take your time to even know yourself, like to know 
how your vitals are when you go to a mountain. So as much as you want to push, also make sure you've gotten to a good level of understanding yourself to know when to calm down. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to have situations just just for a push. Mm, awesome. Yeah. Cheers, Margie. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's our episode. <laughs>